Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. This is episode number 80 and I'm your host Jonathan Miley. Recently we got to sit down with Daniel DeChico who is Zero Sum Games. Uh, he just released his first game, Star Drive, and uh, Brian and I were able to sit down and talk with him about all kinds of things uh, with the game uh, from development to what the game is like uh, so you can find out all different kinds of stuff about that if you want to learn more about it there will be links in the show notes so you can find the steam page all that kind of good stuff also just want to remind you you can email us at podcast at darkstation.com possibly want a free copy of far cry 3 blood dragon all you have to do is ask us a question we will answer it on air and you can get a free game uh so just want to send a shout out to daniel uh thanks for sitting down with us really enjoyed our chat and uh hope you enjoy the show alive in Portland. Can you confirm or deny that? Yeah, actually everything you've seen on that show is accurate. Awesome! Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and honestly maybe like worse in some ways. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, that is great. I, I love that show. I love Portlandia, so that, that is good to hear. Alright, so um, well, Daniel just wanted to thank you uh, for sitting down with us and talking to us about your game, Star Drive. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah, really enjoying the spring here in Portland and um, feeling really good after our release. Good deal, good deal. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Star Drive is? Well, it's a 4X game, so it's an empire builder set in space. And okay. You start, you start small with one planet and a few ships. You explore the galaxy and try to find good planets to colonize. And along the way, you're going to meet some aliens who... Uh, some are friendly, some aren't, and you're competing over these worlds. And um, part of the part of the process of growing your empire is to gather new technologies. You know, these worlds help you build uh, re- new research bases, so you can get new technologies and you can build bigger and better and more badass spaceships to defend or conquer uh, your enemies. So that's basically what it is. Okay. Um, for those that might not know exactly what a forex game is what is a 4x strategy game so a 4x strategy game the x's are expand uh explore exterminate and exploit not necessarily in that order but uh it's it's a game about starting small with a small empire and exploring this kind of unknown world figuring out what's out there using what you find to deal with the other opponents that you meet in the world and uh using that to either peacefully uh become their allies or to conquer and crush them so it's an empire builder um in in essence good to know good to know um so you are part of zero sum games um who are you guys how did you guys get started uh how big are you where are you located all that kind of good stuff yeah well i'm in portland oregon and uh actually zero sum games is is just me okay i'm the only i'm the only guy in the in in the actual company i was a lawyer uh and i was doing that for uh, for a few years uh, i went to school for for 
computer science. But I decided along the way that I wanted to try being a lawyer. You know, back back in the early 2000s, the independent game scene just wasn't anything like what it is today. It wasn't mm-hmm. possible for me to do what I did. But I started working on on Star Drive in my spare time, and you know, as I was doing this, either I saw a lot of success stories out there. You know, people chasing down their dreams and making video games. And I thought I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I wanted to approach this from a from a perspective of trying to like get into the business for real so i did everything i could i did a kickstarter i started talking to some publishers about you know, the possibility of of getting some some more development funds and you know publisher support and that you know that worked out i, fl- I went down to gdc uh which is the you know the game developers conference in san francisco mm-hmm. and that's crazy you know it's just such such an event there's like twenty five thousand game nerds and um so, so I met with some of them, and we talked about about making this game, and um, some people wanted to do it, and so that's how basically it just went from an idea and a hobby into a real product, just with a few handshakes and and some money, and basically uh, they took, you know, Iceberg Interactive sort of, sort of rolled the dice on me a little bit, you know, as I was untested, but they saw we had a good concept, and about it, you know, a year later, this is where we are. Awesome. How how wild was that to start with something that was just a dream that you were working on in your spare time as a lawyer of all things, you know, show up and have somebody willing to to take that kind of chance on you? Yeah, you know, it's wild is a good word. Um, you know, I think that I think that especially with this type of game, it's a really underserved genre. I mean, this game hit number one on, on Steam. It and it's like. There's how many other games out there are really even like that? Like not not that many, and I just especially it's really... space because I mean just talking about the game itself. I mean you say 4x and the first thing that comes to mind is like Civilization, mm-hmm. um, and then that it that's kind of it, especially in the few recent years. And uh, and I've, you know I've spent like 30 minutes with the game so far. And number one, let me compliment you on the Bear Aliens. <laughs> yeah, yes. thanks. <laughs> and number two, there's just uh, you know I haven't I haven't seen anything like this, and this really I, I'm really looking forward to, to getting actually to sit down and uh, and put some time into it. Yeah, well, I hope you enjoy it. But you know, uh, basically, like I said, it's it's underserved. Um, there's this this hole that I felt in my gaming career and my gaming life that I couldn't really fill, uh, except with games that are like 20 years old. And um, and Iceberg Interactive, the company that you know published this game, uh, they they agreed, and they saw like the work that we'd done so far, and, th- and and you know thought, all right, let's let's go, let's do it, and um, and that's worked out for for all of us. So um, yeah, it's I'd say it was a calculated risk on their part, and um, you know and I think it's really about like making those personal connections, actually being able to like look at these guys eye to eye and like meet with them. Uh, help, helped really make a difference because how's, how's, that, how's that been because a lot of times especially when you deal with stuff like uh, kickstarting um a, a lot of independent developers just choose to try and stay independent um what was it like just kind of jumping in the ring with a with a backer already yeah well um i i had to do some some research you know they weren't the only guys i talked to and uh of all the folks i did talk to they seemed like they were going to treat me the fairest you know i, I could have maybe gone with a bigger publisher i had an offer on the table but i would have been a small fish in a really big pond and i wanted to find a partner that that fit what i was doing it's just kind of like we're both we're both kind of taking some risks and going you know um so as far as staying indie 
and I mean, I'm talking to you right now from my quote office, which is a bedroom and my upstairs. Like, <laughs> you know, being being in. <laughs> I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> on my bed. We're good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, be, I, I understand that indies want to stay independent. And I don't feel that partnering with someone who has a lot more industry experience than I did or do um, v- diminishes kind of my indie cred and the fact that I still am totally independent. They have no control over what the game is or, you know, what the mechanics are or anything like that. They're just helping you get it out there. Yeah, exactly. And they they know how to market. They know how to they know how to make a box and stick a CD in it, and, you know, and, <laughs> and and just stuff like that. You know, they know the process, and I and I really don't. And so rather than me uh, just taking shots in the dark, it's it's worth it for me to team up with somebody who has experience. But you know, as an indie, your mileage may vary. Like no, absolutely, man. Um, speak. So going back to to let's let's talk about the game some. Um, like, a, you know, uh, 4X, Civilization, I mean, you've got some older ones like Masters of Orion and stuff like that. Um, what were your inspirations, especially when you went off and became a lawyer, to kind of just keep working on this? And what, what was that seed that germinated in the back of your head that just kind of kept uh, eating away at you for it? Yeah, well, um, I had, there's a really awesome board game store in Portland that I had discovered, and I went in there, and there was this... World of board games that, like, I just didn't know existed. You know, these super complex mechanics, and I just really was into it. And I was like, I'm going to make a board game. I'm going to make a board, a 4X board game. And when I got done to, like, designing it, I realized, oh, man, there's no way, like, anybody's going to sit there and be able to do, like, the math that I want to do. And it's never going to be as complex as I want it to be. I'm going to try to make a video game instead. And that was the seed. That's where it really started. And I I Googled it. I was like, well, how, how do I make a video game? And, um... I, I, you know, I started. I just started learning from there. But it was it was that, that just that desire. I just had some creative spark. I was bored. I was bored with what I had to play, and I wanted to, to make something on my own. So I guess that's born of, of, of boredom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's, really, that's, that's really awesome to just uh, say you Googled it and just started there. That's, that is fantastic, especially seeing the end product and what's kind of come out of that. Um, and I have to say, in the, the 30 minutes or so I've spent with it so far, because I just got it uh, the other night, um, one of the coolest things has been just kind of zooming out and seeing everything. And now hearing you talk about where that started, um, what were you thinking going so huge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. You really, I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, and then to simply just zoom out and look at the galaxy and look at all the places that are available, and just see, you know, kind of like the universe expand in front of you, just be like, um, it, what were you thinking, man? Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking that I wanted to make a game that I wanted to play, and something that's really been interesting to me, um, just you know, basic gameplay concepts is always like. You know, living kind of universes where these emergent things happen. Like nothing, you know, nothing is really scripted in Star Drive. It's just, uh, I, I just like the kind of organic way that the races interact with each other and their selfish competition for the worlds that are out there. And that was kind of what I wanted to do. I just wanted to create these empires that had their own little, their own missions and drives, and uh, just see what developed when it when they crashed up against each other against one another. And so. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen like a lot of 
obviously like you know indie gaming is really big these days uh, lots of people want to be in and doing it and i've read a lot of articles where they're like well maybe for your first project you should start small you know just get something out and <laughs> i took the opposite approach I, I did obviously something... you ignored that yeah completely I, you know and and maybe a little bit to to my detriment sometimes like you know star drive's not flawless obviously it's i mean it's my first effort and it's a huge effort and mostly it's largely successful but you know for my actually for my next project i, I intend to scale things back a little bit and like try to create a, a you know a, a tighter experience but um yeah, i just I'm, I'm really happy with what we did and yeah, ambitious maybe but it's fun you mentioned kind of like a like a you know that you you came up with the idea you wanted to make a board game. Um, what what kind of games were you into before that? You know, like a um, did you do a lot of gaming? Uh, you know, as a kid or in your oh in yeah your years? Yeah, I mean, I've been gaming as you know since uh, I'm 30, and uh, you know I've been gaming since maybe eight or nine, maybe earlier. Nintendo, and then I mean we got like a Mac when I was a kid, and I remember playing those early games. I mean, I was playing Civilization One, you know, and I just played the shit out of that. And Masters of Orion, and basically everything in between. I, the games that really stand out to me as like all-time greats are like Masters of Orion, Baldur's Gate, Civilization. You know, and those are the things that form my my core influences. Lots, then, lots of freedom there. Yeah, exactly. I like, and I like kind of harder core experiences, things that, that you know aren't too handholdy. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever played Baldur's Gate, but man, I remember God. looking looking through the character sheets and i didn't know i never even heard of dungeons and dragons before and trying to figure out these like esoteric rules but you know well, let me tell you, that, as someone who had played dungeons and dragons before it didn't get any easier <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know but part of that like actually learning the game and like becoming a master of it is like part of what i consider a little bit of the challenge and the enjoyable part to me you know so now if i go back and play some Baldur's gate i'm just like stomping through it Whereas I remember when I was like 12, it was like a real challenge. Um, and it's just, you know, so there's a reward with getting over that learning curve. So Star Drive's got a little bit of that going on too. It can be a little bit much to swallow if you're not, if you're not kind of a, a, already a 4X gamer, um, which maybe is one of our failings in Star Drive. You know, it's like, uh, it's aimed at like this hard... it does kind of just throw you in there. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I think the first thing I did is I chose a... I think I started at a human, um, just, you know, a good neutral start point. Um, and, and you're just kind of there in your earth and you've got your little prototype ship that's out there. And then it's, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to kind of pull back a little bit and say, Hey, did I miss something? I go with you, the tutorial screens like, Oh, okay. No, no, no. That really is. That's for your start. Okay. <laughs> yep. Go for it. Yeah. You know, it's like when I started a game of civilization, I remember like Civ five or whatever, it came out a couple of years back and my first game, I do my best and I just lose horribly and then I restart and I'm going to keep playing and losing horribly, but ultimately you'll get it. And that's, that's kind of what star drive is. And that's actually been, you know, maybe a, a totally valid criticism of our game is that I kind of just throw you in there and, and, you know, you've got to sort of figure it out. There are some minor tutorials, but, but it's kind of an older school approach. And it also is, you know, a product of our small budget and, and experience the next game will definitely have a much more handholdy tutorial. Now, with the you've got the four X part of it, kind of the exploration and stuff, but there's also this uh, almost like shipbuilding mechanic part of it that's in there too. Um, you want to explain a little bit about that? Sure. So, 
okay, you know, in a standard RTS game, you, you might, uh, okay, I'm going to build a Mark One spaceship, and I'll go fight it against the aliens, and they're going to shoot me, and my health bar will decrease. All right, so that's a very, like, standard unit health bar type approach. Now, what we've done for Star Drive is that ship has actually got, an, like, a grid on top of it, an overlay, and it could, and inside that grid are individual modules that you place in a ship designer. So, you, you know, on the outside of your ship, and mind you, this takes place in a 2D plane, all right? It is a 3D game, but combat is simulated in a 2D way. So, you have this ship that's represented by a grid of modules, and where you place the modules on the grid matters. So, you'll want to put your sensitive, like, power plants in the middle of the grid, and on the outside, you want to surround it with armor or shields. And you've got to find places for your engines and your weapons. And then, instead of just taking a hit to your health bar when you're damaged, it actually hits that individual armor module. And so parts of your ship can get blown up and disabled. And you can eat into your armor and actually get into those... You know, the right side of your ship could be perfectly fine, but the left side of your ship has been blown to hell. And um, so that that's the basics uh, of, of the ship design and combat model. And I think it provides a kind of a really rewarding engineering sort of mechanic. Like, you get to play shipbuilder, and you get to see that it really matters. It's not just, like, some, you know, better dice rolls or anything. It's like your your creativity is what counts. Taking a look at that grid, and I, I, the first thing I thought of was actually the Mech Warrior board game, <laughs> and like the old Star Trek stuff with their grids and how you had to set up like you know the ships and stuff. So I was, I, I was kind of both scared and like, oh man, I get to actually play with this. This is gonna be neat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really rewarding. And what's really cool is you know I know from the very beginning of this game that I wanted uh, I wanted to heavily support modding you know when i was a little kid i played this game called escape velocity it's like a I don't know, it's just a game about spaceships flying around you're trading whatever but i remember the modding scene was awesome i could fly the millennium falcon or the enterprise around and i thought that was so cool and i really wanted to support that in this game so it's super easy to add new modules into the game and the modders in the forums are just going nuts with it they're having like, i saw that of- you put the modding tape the the you know just right right out there in front street just the mods right underneath like almost the main menu yeah, exactly. So if you design a mod, you just like drop it into this folder, and I've got like a mod manager built into it. It's a little rough around the edges, but it's it's functional, and we're just going to keep supporting it and making it better. And I really, and I believe that one mods greatly increase the longevity of your game, and again, two, it's just really fun. Now I noticed too that there was a um, when you start kind of a um, when you start a game, uh, they there was a listing for sandbox. Um, were you planning on adding any more kind of game types down the road? Maybe like, you know, like different campaign situations or, uh, or scenarios into it, or were you just really just going for that sandbox that just that that open free gameplay? Yeah, there actually, there, there is a whole other game mode built into it that I just disabled because I was having a little troubles with it. Uh, performance wise, I think they might be solved now, but I have a, a mode called Ascension, which is a little more board gamey. The galaxy, instead of being totally random, is kind of set up in this uh, hexagonal sort of um, tiles type setting. Anyway, the point of that is to fight your way to the center of the galaxy and uh, use the technology there to ascend to godhood. So uh, we'll definitely see that in the, in the near future. Okay. And then Another uh, game mode, um, you know, I don't want to promise anything, but I've been sketching out. <laughs> We're writing is, this down. This is fact right now. This is set in stone. 
would promise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I've learned my lesson the hard way with like saying stuff on the internet. You gotta be, gotta be careful. But uh, hey, look, it's just you and me, man. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I really want to do a trading game. I want to build a trading game into Star Drive. So the fo- the focus will be a lot smaller, based on a single ship. And um, you know, you can trade goods and sort of do this old privateer elite type type game. And so. I mean, I've, I've at least got it sketched out whether or not it's going to be reality. I don't know. Um, I've actually just been able, because of our like, you know, our recent success, been able to um, hire a new programmer to come on the team, and he's really going to help me pick up some slack and just push the ball forward on a lot of different fronts. So, lots of possibilities for new gameplay modes. Neat. Yeah, it's exciting. Also, multiplayer is definitely something that uh, that we're bringing to Star Drive. Like, no question, we're working on it. Uh, but you know, still in kind of the post-release support, trying to figure out all the get all you know, your get all your bugs out first on the game that works, and then figure out how to build block on top of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like we we're a small team. Like I said, it's just like basically me and a few like guys in the Netherlands who are the publisher. And you know, when we expose the game to you know tens and tens of thousands of people, like things that we've never seen before popping up. So we've got a you know, sometimes I feel like I'm playing whack-a-mole with some bugs that pop up, and you got to smash them back down. And so that's kind of what post-release support is about. And then once we're feeling comfortable that everything is, like, you know, all the pieces of the ship are firmly nailed down, we'll we'll go back to more content creation. Has it... I, I guess when, uh, when you put out a game, you've got a certain expectation about how it's going to be received and, and what it's going to, to look like and function. Has it been a better experience than you thought it would be or kind of what you were expecting? Yeah. You know, um, it's been really mixed. Uh, I, I mean, for one, I can say I'm totally happy with our reception. Like actually the market reception was just fabulous. I never even dreamed that uh star drive would kiss the top of the charts on steam. And that was really cool. Um, you know, and then lots of people love the game and some, and it seems like also polarizing. Some people just, like hate my guts like i'm the second like i'm like satan or something yeah does that affect you at all are you like hey you know at least people you know it's out there and somebody likes it somebody else is getting the enjoyment that i put into this yeah i mean that's great and i really appreciate that but it's so funny because it's like the negative comment even if it's like one kind of crappy comment hurts me so much more than like even a hundred compliments it's it's just some weird trick of human psychology but um you know, I gotta steal myself to this because when you're developing video games and trying to sell them to hundreds of thousands of people, like it's obviously gonna happen, you know. And um, so, all in all, I can say that I am actually like objectively like pretty happy with with how this launch has gone. But it's been I've been learning a lot about you know the the business and the market and public relations and how that all kind of just like you know when. <sighs> When you're just like commenting on a post on the internet, you know it's totally anonymous. You can say whatever you want. We all know that that like phenomenon. And I know like webcasters like Total Biscuit. You know he posts like an image macro says you know don't read the comments. You know it's like these guys. You know probably you guys are you know really experienced with this too. It's like just forget the trolls. Forget them. Don't read them. It's only yeah. gonna just ruin your day. I follow avoid comments on Twitter, and you know every so often I get a reminder that just says don't read the comments. It's not worth it. And it's it's good advice. 
Like yeah. Most of the time, especially, and I mean, what's worse is if it was all if it was all constructive criticism, it'd be great. But you know, considering the fact that you did, you, you kind of put your soul into this and you put it out there, and then you know, there's some chud out there going like, "Well, I fucking hate your guts, you piece of <laughs> shit. This is horrible." It, that's it's kind of it, it's both uncalled for and like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Why why are you wasting this energy if you hate this so much? <laughs> yeah, but you know, also on the other side of that, I've gotten some awesome emails this guy's like just send me just really kind nice emails like complimenting the work that i've done and and that really is makes my day too so it's it's man it's wild how much like people i feel like man i'm just getting so many emails i was a lawyer for years you know and i had to deal with a <laughs> with a lot of people trying to get in touch with me for one thing or the other but these past couple of weeks it's been crazy <laughs> you know just uh, Everybody wants, uh, you know, something. Something. People want a game code. People say, "Oh, I got this bug report." People are saying, "You suck." People are saying, "Great game." And I've got more emails in my inbox now than I ever did as a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, this is... <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to steal one of the later questions just because, you know, I, not me, but I have a friend who's like 30 minutes into it, and if he wanted to know, like, say. What if you were going to do it, if you were going to start a game, what would be the first thing you would do just to kind of get off that, that, that starter's peak, that jump into the pool? Where, what, what would you go through first? Uh, well, I'd start exploring, figuring out. I want to find the, a, a nice, high-population, good-fertility planet, something to increase my population quickly. Because um, population, I think, really is the – you know it's. The more people you have, basically, the better your economy is going to be because you can tax them and you can assign them to things like research or industry. So I'd be looking for a nice Terran world or an ocean world or even a desert world would do, but something that I could I could colonize quickly. And I also tend to focus on those colonization technologies early. Uh, you know, I, I want to be able to like I want to be able to build a rover bay, something that helps me. Uh, you know, build buildings faster on that new colony. And I also like the early farm technologies. And then the the other key to this is to create early a freighter network. Now, you want to get some freighters pumped out because those freighters will take new colonists and also goods to your new colony. And uh, that'll help jumpstart the population because, you know, the population will grow very slowly on its own, but it's exponential. And so the more people you have, the faster it'll grow. And... Um, yeah, that's how yeah, it is. More to people, be you're pumping out more babies, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Good. good. That matched my answer exactly. Okay, good. So I know I'm telling him the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if any, like the forums are filled with good ideas too. Our forums are. We have a great community. I'm super happy with all the people there. Um, that's been a huge part of of Star Drive. Is uh, is this forum based kind of? I don't know movement. It's. I don't know what you guys what forums you guys visit but you know these these forums like you know they get like a a culture and some forums are like fucking cesspools you know where it's just people are nasty and uh they're just garbage posting all over the place but i feel like we've developed a, a really strong community at the star drive forums and and people are like generally nice and um anyway if anyone has gameplay questions or comments or wants to get mods or you know advice on how to play that's always a place to go people are super nice there yeah, I'd actually I checked out uh, I checked out the forums and I'd got uh, some of the tutorial stuff that they had was real cool and the the fact was real helpful too. 
So I, did, I, I noticed that there were at least, the, you know, there, there were some people there that were doing some good things. Yeah, and they also set up a wiki. The wiki, like the wikia, wiki is like really, really large. And it's funny because on the wiki, you know, they have like the races. So they have like the space bears, you know, or whatever up space there. Bears. And and they there's like lore on the races there, like their backstory and stuff. Like where are they from? Like where they're from and what kind of people they are. And I didn't write any of that. Like people are just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are just making it up. <laughs> so I need to ask somebody else where the space bear came from. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's, it's a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, that's <is> great. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I went to visit those guys at the the Wikia offices. That's a pretty pretty cool company. And um, yeah, if you check out the Star Drive Wiki, it's like maybe 250 pages now, and it's all user created content. Yeah, I've learned. You know, one thing I've learned in this indie kind of game here is um, is how important the community really is. Like, you can, you know, you can really build a lot with as long as you have the support of, of a community because they talk. You know, there's like 5,000 people on our forums, but, you know, I'm sure every one of them are plugged into some other forums where they talk about games. And if they have a positive experience with Stardrive or on our forums, like, that, that word spreads. Do you think so, maybe Kickstarter help with that at all? Yeah, it did. Well, because part of that was, um, I was always in the Kickstarter. like, look, come to our forums. Like, if you want to know, like, up to date, I'm going to be primarily working on the forums as my communication device. Uh, so, you know, I was, I'm a, I'm a goon, right? That's a, that's like what the something awful members call themselves, which are okay. actually a really great forums. And there's kind of like, like I said, there's a culture. They even have a name for themselves, goons, mm-hmm. right? And and what I learned by posting on that website is just how much culture can actually evolve from a forum and i wanted to emulate that with star drive i wanted to create you know a, a home base and um so kickstarter i used that to try to help seed that home base with with users and that was successful for the most part and um yeah i mean i hope that i keep those people around not just for this game but for all our games in the future and you know with basically the success of star drive like i'm fully a developer at this point you know it's like you're uh, there man <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm 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 in the club now now i can make more games and i'm really excited to make more games too which is even you know that's the best part i'm not like cynical about it <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna stay you know not to 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 you know, breaking news you but are you gonna stay like kind of space with the next one are you planning something something different or are your thoughts just right now it's it's star drive and we'll, we'll let the future be the future yeah, right now it's it's Star Drive. I have a bunch of ideas kicking around in my head, um, and even like a little bit of like prototyping on the side just for fun. But um, yeah, I mean the only thing that we're really like the the, the company is focusing on is is Star Drive because there's so much we can do with this. You know, I really want to get that multiplayer out there. Like I actually just want to play multiplayer. You know, I want to I want to beat some people, and uh, I promise I won't cheat with my dev commands or anything. So. <laughs> That's why they're bear aliens. Okay, ten foot. <laughs> yeah. John, you got um, So uh, one of the things that I've heard about um, Star Drive is that it's kind of an action strategy game. You can actually take control of some of the ships. Uh, can you play it for more of a action 
orientation because I'm I myself am not a big strategy gamer. So could I kind of jump in and just shoot some things? Yeah, you could. It's um, you know the Star Drive was born in a sort of uh, different uh, different realm than it ended up living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I, it was originally a much more uh, like single spaceship focused experience. And that's why it kind of had this action element. You can actually take control of any spaceship in the game and steer it with WASD and like fire its weapons with your mouse. But that feature is mostly a relic at this point. It's just there for, for shits and giggles. And um, that's why like I want to return with a different mode later that is mm-hmm. kind of returns to what I wanted to do originally. Um, so, so I'm not yeah, going to so... get very far if I try to play it that way. <laughs> no, no, because you're going to need to like, yeah, you need to command your, your like... Your escorts. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah. I think I can scratch your itch in the future. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so, you know, it's obviously out on PC. Do you have any hopes of maybe getting it to Mac or even consoles like Xbox, PlayStation, Ouya, anything like that? Unfortunately not. Uh, this is because of the, the technology that I chose. Um, you know, the years back when I was getting ready to do it it's it's not super portable you know the, ne- the next projects we're going to make you know like future projects future star drive projects everything my plan for now in the future is unity because it's cross-platform it's super powerful it's such a great engine but um so kind of a, long it's kind of a, like a like a hindsight kind of thing like oh well you know going forward this is what we're going to do <laughs> yeah exactly i mean I've learned so much in this process, and one of the things I learned is, you know, the choice of technology is obviously hugely important. So, in the future, definitely every game we do will be cross-platform, but unfortunately, this one won't be. Um, so, what engine did you uh, use for? So, I use Microsoft's XNA. Okay. Right. So they, so they had this basically. Oh, the one that they just eight... dropped. Uh, dropped yeah. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Exactly. The, the one that they just pulled the plug on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, and I don't know like why they did that or what they're going to do for their next Xbox because I mean that's every Xbox game is made with XNA, mm-hmm. um, so it's weird. But um, anyway, I'm glad to be kind of putting that behind me at least for future projects because again, Microsoft just kind of left us all just like you know standing there holding the bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two shakes to the wind. Yep. <laughs> All right, so now yeah. we got kind of through the got through the main section. Um, I like to end interviews, and I say that having conducted only you know only a few of them. Um, I like to go the James Lipton route, and I have a lightning round questionnaire. Okay. Uh, something video game related, not you know. No, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite curse word is, even though if you want to say that, please go ahead and tell us. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've got I've got six questions here, um, kind of running the gamut, and so we're gonna go. Okay. All right, question number one. Who is your favorite video game protagonist? Ooh, Commander Shepard. Awesome. Uh, Good answer. I like gentleman that Gentleman or female? Uh, I like male Shepard. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Favorite antagonist? Ooh, uh, John Irenicus from Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Nice. like it so far. What's your favorite video game sound? I'm sorry, what? Your favorite sound? Ooh, how about ah! Okay, <laughs> Wilhelm's <laughs> well, scream. Nice. Yeah. Your least favorite sound? 
Oh, man. Uh, I, the sound that happens when you can't do something. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we know you were a lawyer at one point. Um, is there any other profession that you would ever like to try? Mm, fighter pilot. Yeah, I mean, nice. that's okay. what... <laughs> fighter pilot, spy, robot Done. maker. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... When you come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad looks over the deeds of your life, what do you want him to say to you? Uh, I'm sorry, but the princess is in another castle. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's Uh, the end of the questionnaire. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. It's been nice talking to you. Uh, It has been great. Um, Daniel, if you could just go ahead and tell uh, our listeners where they can get their hands on Star Drive. yeah, sure. Number one place is on Steam. You can okay. also find it on Green Man Gaming, Desura, Amazon, and a whole bunch of other digital portals. And if you're in Europe, we'll have box copies going out in a month, month and a half. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to sit down with us and talk about Star Drive. Uh, I hope your success with it continues. Uh, sounds really interesting. And uh, I can't wait to hear more about what Zero Sum Games has to offer next. Yeah, cheers, guys. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.